Hey, VV Nation. Well, you found our podcast on your favorite platform for podcasts. We know that you'll love the content, and hopefully it makes you better informed investors in the stock market. Be sure to follow us on social media. You can go to YouTube, Facebook, Reddit, and Instagram. Just search for VectorVest, and remember, we do the work, you reap the rewards. Hey everybody, Glenn Tompkins here on our YouTube channel and today I've got a great video for you in regards to the differences between a SPAC and an IPO. What makes them different? They both bring companies to public offering so that they, uh, as an individual investor, you can invest in them. But they do it two different ways and if you want to know the differences between what a SPAC does and what an IPO does, you sit right there. Hey everybody, Glenn Tompkins, Senior Instructor here at VectorVest. Always love bringing these videos out for you. If you're brand new to the channel, by all means, please hit the subscribe button, hit the like button as well, and hit the bell icon so that you'll be alerted to when new videos like this one come out. So today, I'm really stoked about um, the differences between what a SPAC or Special Purpose Acquisition Company is and an IPO, which is an initial public offering. Both of these processes will bring companies to public offerings so that you can now invest in those companies and buy shares in those companies. But they do it a couple of different ways. Most recently, the most recent SPAC that we've seen is DWAC, uh, which is out there and it's rock and rolling eh, to a certain degree, but there's a lot of buzz behind it. How did that company come to fruition as opposed to going the route of the traditional way of the initial public offering or IPO? So today we're going to spend some time uh, looking at uh, the differences between the two. So I'm going to spend a lot of time in this article uh, done on Yahoo. It was done back in July of this year, and it's a really good read. It's about a seven-minute read, but we're going to highlight some specific things about the differences between the two. So we'll start off. In the last few years, something called the Special Purpose Acquisition Company, or SPAC, has become popular, has become a popular way to raise capital. Now, the traditional way is to go to I, the, the route of an IPO. We're going to learn about the differences between the two. A SPAC is also known as a blank check company. What does that mean? That means they've got a lot of money that they can offer to a company to bring them to public offering. It bears some resemblance to initial public offering, which is more well-known means of raising capital. So a SPAC already has capital, IPO, you have to raise capital. You have to do both uh, to raise capital, but they do it in different ways. But there are key differences. In both cases, though, a SPAC and an IPO are, are ways for investors to get in on the ground floor of promising startups. If you want early stake in an emerging venture, work with a financial uh, advisor so that your choices match your profile risk. So, Let's start off with what is a IPO. It's an initial public offering, a common way for companies to raise money from public investors. So think about it from this perspective. You've got to go out and go to look at potential investors into your company to invest in your company. With an IPO, an existing company, let's say I own a car wash, all right? I think I'm going to use that as uh, the example. I own a car wash, so I want to create and sell stock on a public exchange. I've got Glenn Tompkins Car Wash Elite. 
Woo, that sounds good. I think I'm going to go do that. A company launching an IPO already exists. So I already have my car wash. Typically, a firm will establish its business model and product or service by operating based on uh, private capital. Raised from founders like myself, private investors, maybe my parents invest or my best friend invests in loans. I got to go to the bank to get a loan and venture capitalists. I can go to people who are ideally suited. They've got the money to go put into companies, but I've got to go see them and other sources. However, the resources available through private capital are typically relatively limited. How much money can the people that are the closest in my circle really invest in me? Depends on my circle, right? If I've got a wealthy circle, then that makes it easier for me. If my circle is not nearly as wealthy, then I am going to be limited in the funds that I can raise. Now, by issuing an IPO, a company can raise money from a vast pool of potential investors. So I want to go IPO. I want to be publicly traded. And now um, a whole bunch of people, I got to go see them, right? It does so by selling shares of the stock in the open market. That is once known as a primary market. The company itself sells shares of its stock. Ah, Vector vessels like that. We sell shares of our stock to our employees, right? Ah, okay. So maybe I have a program in my car wash system that any employee who comes on can now be a partner or invest in the company and get some shares and get some money out of it, right? When a company sells shares of a stock on the primary market, it gets the money from each share sold. This is opposed to the secondary market in which traders sell shares to each other. The underlying company does not receive any direct investment from the secondary market. All right. An IPO allows the underlying company to raise money indirectly. When a company is first starting out, private investors will give the company money in hopes that they can resell their private shares, private shares, for profit once the company goes public, all right? An IPO is highly regulated. Key word here, all right? Highly regulated process that can take well over a year to get processed. During this process, the company must organize and disclose its finances to both regulators and to the banks, especially if I'm trying to get a loan, at multiple different steps. This process also means spending a significant amount of money on both bankers and lawyers. That's an outlay of money. I am sinking money into this process as the company needs to make sure it meets all of the SEC requirements before issuing the first share check. All right. Finally, when a company goes IPO, it generally does so through a large investment group. This is called the roadshow. During the roadshow, a company will typically hire an investment bank to seek institutional investors, so like the Morgan Stanleys and all of the other big companies to invest in my company's stock. These institutional investors will then typically resell the stock on the market at large. All right, so that's what it comes down to. So it's a lot of time. There's a lot of money. I got to drop into broker, uh, bankers and to lawyers and all of that stuff from a private equity to raise money. All right, now let's go see what a SPAC does. A SPAC or a special purpose acquisition company, also known as a blank check. Why is that a blank check? Because these companies have a lot of money set to the side for these opportunities to go merger with the company. That's where the blank check comes in. This is a relatively new product and grew particularly during 2019 and 2020. 
Why? Because there's a lot of people who got out of work during COVID-19 and they were going down the process of saying, you know something, I want to start my own company. And now with that, they knew that there's going to be a lot of people out there doing so. They had a lot of money to put into it. With a SPAC, you form a shell company that exists only on paper. The company has a management team, a bank account, some startup funding, and little else. You go on through a relatively traditional IPO process. So this blank check company goes through the process. I don't have to. All right. Um, in which the blah, 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 because the SPAC has very little in the way of assets or operations, the disclosure process for a SPAC's initial public offering is highly efficient. I don't have anything, but I got the money to go after somebody like Glenn Tompkins um, Car Wash Elite. Once the uh, SPAC finishes its IPO, it becomes a publicly traded company with its stock available on the public market. However, it still has no operations or business model. It's simply an investment entity. So now we're ready to rock and roll. After a special purpose acquisition company has raised the capital, right, it then purchases a private company like Glenn Tompkins Car Wash Elite. This is a this is formally a merger between the two companies. So now they've got the money. They've done all of the work. They're already set up. All they're looking for is a company to take. Now they come. They take my company. Uh, the SPAC then takes on the function, operations, business model, and, and typically the identity of the company. So they say, yo, Glenn, your car wash is banging. And I look at them and go, Okay. And then they look at me and they say, here's all this money. We want to merge with you. And I look at them and I go, whoa. And now they take over my company and now it's them. I've got a nice little piece of money in my hand and I'm good to go. A SPAC exists only to merge with another company. It's a shell company with no business model of its own. This is sometimes called a reverse merger since the company which makes the purchase takes on the business and identity of the company it buys, which is my company. All right. Now, how do they compare? I've already talked about that in regards to uh, the time spent to go through an IPO, whereas the time spent to go with a SPAC is a lot less time and the money is already there. And all these companies, are these SPAC companies are ready. They're out there looking for companies, special purpose acquisition company. That's what a SPAC does. It's looking around and trying to find out Who's good out there and they're going to come and take you and merge with you, going to give you all that money and they're going to take you public. All right. So now let's do a little bit of research on what SPACs are doing compared to what IPOs are doing. I've got a great website here called SPACanalytics.com. I used this in a video earlier this year, back in March in 2021, when it was uh, Spectacular. Um, you need to go check out that video if you haven't. But this website is still awesome to give you an understanding of the differences between what SPAC companies are out there and what IPOs are out there and how many of them are coming to fruition. So how many SPACs seeking acquisition? 502. There's 502 SPACs looking to merge with people. Wow. How much money is out there? 141 billion, because this is in millions, 141 billion dollars out there to go find companies to buy. That's a lot of capital. Um, How many companies uh, announced acquisition? 114. So there's 114 already said, I'm merging with a company. SPACs completed acquisition, 
429. That's a lot of companies so far this year that have done so. SPACs liquidated 90. How many of them didn't work out? That's a small number compared to the numbers that have uh, that are out there. Um, 135, uh, 1135 altogether. Spikes, uh, SPACs in the pipeline. 266. Now, I want to show you something else. When you're looking at the differences between a SPAC and an IPO, I want you to see the, what's going on with SPACs. SPACs since 2003, only one SPAC. In 2004, there were 12 SPACs. All right, going all the way up until now, we've got 499 SPACs. Now, let's go back and compare that to what's going on with IPOs. IPOs are running up as well. Why? I still think because a lot of people have the mentality of they want to run their own companies and be their own bosses. Well, uh, IPOs are coming up, but out of that number, uh, SPACs compared to U.S. Uh, US IPOs, 64% of them are SPACs. 64% of those IPOs coming in are SPACs. Last year was 55, last year before that, 28. Look at the jump. Look at the jump in the amount of IPOs coming out, which are SPAC related. This is a trend that's picking up. I am more so on the SPAC side than I am on the IPO side, but we'll get into that in a second. And then it shows the differences in um, the SPAC proceeds, $138 billion compared to $269 billion in 2021. Why? Because SPACs are actually, IPOs are still the more traditional way to bring companies to fruition. But look at that. SPACs are picking up. It is the new trend. One of the newest SPACs that are out there is DWAC. It's got a unit return right now of over 925%. And here's a lot of the, the top performing SPACs since they've come out. DraftKings is on this. Primoris, Iridium are all on this list. All right. So I like the idea that it takes me less time to go to IPO or to get public uh, by way of uh, time and a lot less money. And I get paid a nice little hefty check because these SPACs have a lot of money and I walk away and and then maybe I take that money and I go start up another company. You never know. All right, let's talk about IPOs. The last top 500, uh, 100 IPOs uh, just came out. Uh, Fluence, Global Founders, Solo Brands. Solo Brands just came out uh, today. Well, yeah, it came out today. Aterius, blah, 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 blah. So what I did then is I went into the VectorVest software and I wanted to look at the differences between them. All right, so the SPAC, the only SPAC that I have on here is DWAC, up nicely today, about 10%. PX, XLO, DTC, look at that. DTC, Solo Brands is up 38%. Look at that. Now, there's not going to be a lot of fundamentals behind these. These are brand new companies. So what's pushing them? The product. People like the product, and they're pushing the stock's price higher. So a lot of IPOs, uh, whether it's a SPAC or, or a traditional IPO, I'm not a big fan of because I like to see the company come and show me something that they can make money. But you know something? The buzz around them will drive a stock's price higher, and that's what's going on with a lot of these right now. Now, let's turn around and look at these graphs, all right? Now, because these are new graphs, watch this. I'm going to have to view the stock graph, but in order to see all of the data, I'm going to move it to a five-day graph because I don't have a ton of information. DWAC, this is why I don't like IPOs for the, for the, for the most part. Look at the, all the buzz, and then soon after that, what did the stock do? 
It pulled back. All right. And right now sitting in a channel. Here's PX10 financial management. Actually, it's doing better than when it IPO'd. Look at that. Starting back here, it IPO'd at a level of less than $12. And right now it's at $12.45. Not a lot, but still higher than it was than when it IPO'd. All right. Let's go to the next one. XLO. Man, look at the drop at the IPO, but now sitting in a channel a little higher than uh, when it IPO'd. And let's go to DTC. IPO'd here, pulled back. Still higher than the IPO, but a lot of, you know what happens with a lot of IPOs uh, as an initial public offering? A lot of big people get involved in the stock before the initial retail investor can. And those are the ones that are selling off at the beginning because they made a lot of money at the pop. So, a lot of the investors make all of the money early, and then the retail investor gets smoked on the pullback. That's the reason why I like to see the stock turn around and start to show me something before I pull the trigger. But nonetheless, that is the differences between the two. You see that SPACs are on the rise as compared to the traditional IPO. But we'll see what happens. I think it's going to continue to rise, continue to rise. And I think that the, uh, the time issue... Uh, the money issue is going to point directly more to more companies having going through the process with a SPAC IPO than with the traditional uh, initial public offering. Folks, I'd like to hear what you've got to say about this video. What do you think in regards to the two? Personally, I am on the side of the SPAC. I think it's got a lot more advantage over the initial public offering. So let me know what you think. And if you like the video, by all means, don't forget to hit the like button. Folks, this video is over. And until the next time, see ya. Thank you for supporting our podcast and for being a part of VV Nation. Remember, you can always get a free stock analysis on your stocks. Simply go to VectorVest.com forward slash free. Type in your symbol, submit your email, and we will email your analysis.